why are they selling things for like three bucks? Why are we getting distracted? Hello, my name is Mo. I like to talk to you about books. And then I also like to look for books that are on sale. And then I like to buy like three of them that cost the same as buying just one. Uh, I know. I don't fault you for that. Hi, my name is Abby. I like to be influenced by a person named Mo when it comes to buying books. <laughs> Hey guys, here's what's coming up. On February 13th, we will be talking about The Girl Who Drank the Moon by Kelly Barnhill. Then, on February 27th, we will be discussing a goose girl retelling called Thorn by Intisar Kahani. If you love the show and want to support us, you can check out patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast for a huge list of perks. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Today, we are talking about Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Sue Lynn Tan. This is a lovely mm, YA novel. Would you say YA or new adult? Yeah, it's YA. YA. For sure. Um, it has lovely... Mm. Okay. So guys, go Google the cover to start with. And there's alt covers. And they're all magical and beautiful. And there's like rarely a time where I want to be like, Hi, my wonderful internet. Please give me a poster of this book cover. But I absolutely vibe with the colors of daughter of the moon god it's not so much heart of the sun which is a sequel because it's a little bit more like orange and yellow and pink but like daughter of the moon goddess cover is beautiful and purple and blue and just oh so beautiful and i feel like that cover sets the tone of the book honestly mm-hmm. and uh this is actually based on a chinese folktale or a fairy tale. Yes, it is. Um, so Dar the Moon Goddess is inspired by the legend of oh, I think it's Chang Changi. Changi. I am not good at pronouncing mm-hmm. names, even though I listened to the audiobook. Wow. Which is something I love that is based off of a um like Chinese mythology. And what I really love, and so I read in an interview that um Su Tan or Su Lin Tan that she distinctly remembers growing up and going to the autumn festival where they would hear the story of the moon goddess and eat mooncakes. So for her, you know, like this story also holds that, that magic of childhood, I want to say, where there are just distinct things you remember doing with your parents that just brings you joy. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost feel like this is a love story to her parents too, you know? Yeah, it's an absolutely wonderful story, and I've heard the story of the moon goddess, but this is definitely a very different take on it, and I love it. Well, it's also a different take because it's focusing on um, a made-up character, the daughter of the moon goddess. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, like, it puts a whole new spin on the whole thing, and I thought that was really cool. (sighs) So good. I loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I got some fun facts in general. Um, 
I don't know why I'm going to say Sue Tan Lin. I know it's Sue Lin Tan. Wow, I'm getting like her name, like all sorts of, but Sue, we'll call her author Sue, was born in Malaysia, uh, but she studied in um, London and France before settling in Hong Kong with her family. And that's where a lot of her exposure, I mean, um, has come from was doing all the festivals in Hong Kong. There, I mean, you've heard earlier, there is a sequel to this book, which I have prevented Abby from reading because I told her, not right now. Hold on. We'll get there called Heart of the Sun Warrior, which I'm excited to read. But it also is a duology. So this is the end of the story. And you know when you don't want a story to end, so you don't want to read the sequel or the last book. And so you just kind of sit there and go, yeah, we'll read it. And then your friend's staring at you intently like, yeah, yeah, we will read it. When? And you're like, we will read it. And they're like, that's not committal. And I'm like, I know. It's okay. I did that last year with the Paradox Trilogy. I read the first two back to back because I loved it so much. And then I waited like six or seven months before I finally read the third one because I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. How did you um, enjoy this book? Did you read the physical copy? Did you do the audiobook? So this was one of those books where I was like, oh, I'll listen to the audiobook. And I started listening to it and went, no. I need the physical book like oh because like I already I own the physical book I already owned mm-hmm. it so like I had the option but I was it's one of those books where like I started listening to it and went this is a story that I need to hold it in my hands I need to physically hold this in my hands as I read it and sometimes I just get that urge with certain books like I'll start mm-hmm. reading it and I'm like this has to be a physical book there's no other way for me to read this and that's usually a really good sign actually <laughs> Feel like that's very poetic and beautiful because I have a distinct remembrance of you text me and saying, Does this book pick up? And I'm like, just keep going and just keep reading. Is that true or not true? No, that's true. Okay, I thought because the beginning is it's um the, the book is a very slow burn, a very enjoyable, relaxing journey. And I think part of that is because we're in the immortal kingdom, immortal realm, where time doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And therefore, time did not matter in this book as well. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was just one of those. I needed it to pick up just a little bit more than it was at the beginning. And so I was sitting there like, this has to pick up or I am not going to make it through. Mm -hmm. And it did. It did pick up. um, Absolutely fantastic book. I adored this book. I know. So why don't you... Tell us about the summary of the book. So people are like, okay, what are these girls talking about? We have no idea. Growing up on the moon, Zingan is accustomed to solitude, unaware that she is being hidden from the feared celestial emperor who exiled her mother for stealing his elixir of immortality. But when Zingan's magic flares and her existence is discovered, she is forced to flee her home, leaving her mother behind. Alone, powerless and afraid she makes her way to the celestial kingdom a land of wonder and secrets disguising her identity she seizes an opportunity to learn alongside the emperor's son mastering archery and magic even as passion flames between her and the prince to save her mother zingin embarks on a perilous quest confronting legendary creatures and vicious enemies across the earth and skies but when treachery looms and forbidden magic threatens the kingdom she must challenge the ruthless celestial emperor for her dream striking a dangerous bargain in which she is torn between losing all she loves or plunging the realm into chaos 
So I actually sometimes have a bad habit of just buying books without reading about what the book is about. And I kind of don't remember why I bought this book. <laughs> Did you suggest this book? I know I've had it for a while. It was in my um, my audio book app. I'm not sure. Um, I've seen it around on social media. And it obviously is got a gorgeous cover. And so I went, oh, I need to find out what this is about. And I thought it was very interesting. And I went, well, I obviously need this book. And so I bought it. Hmm. And I'm not honestly sure like the full progression I assume that was the progression because that's usually how it goes for me and I'm sure I said something to you along the way but this is one of those books that just like I own it and I needed to read it and I knew it (laughs) yeah I kind of am like did I it's one of those things where I'm like kind of feel like I had it for a long time and I don't remember who, which one of us told the other one to read it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this almost feels like this book just appeared on both of our shelves and we mutually decided without speaking about it that we needed to read it. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of feel that way too. <laughs> like, I literally don't remember how this book became into existence with me. It just kind of manifested in our lives and we both knew that it needed to be read. <laughs> which i appreciate i love when crap just does that hey if more really really good books want to manifest into my life i am not gonna stop them why would you why would you stop them never never stop the books from invading your life Mm -mm. i'm going over here one i made a mistake of opening up my audio app store like online and I'm like, they're like, we're doing a book sale. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, you're not doing a book sale. No, cannot buy books right now. Okay. So I added this book in my library on April 25th, 2022, in which I also bought two other books. So I wonder if it was on sale. Damn it. Stupid on sale crap. Getting me every time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Did I buy this on bookshop.org? I I love us. How did we end up buying these books? I don't know. How did we? Like, where did this book come from? (laughs) I love us. I love us too. I mean, at least it was a good book. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going back through my orders. I'm okay with that. You know what makes me happy? Hmm. That me and you together love books. It is a good thing. Huh. And also, I'm like, when did I? I'm like, I thought I owned this book. Do I not own this book? How did I read this book? I don't know how I read this book. I know you own the audiobook. I'm looking at a different book. Oh, I'm looking at Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. I'm like, I thought I owned this Mm. one hi i liked i i i just made a mistake of like looking at more crap that i should have that's a problem i know well why don't we um i guess we should move on instead of debating about how this book came into existence it sounds like it honestly was just this magical <laughs> experience that we both got to Here's enjoy because the book just manifested. this book just manifested into our lives and we both knew that we needed to read it i'm i'm okay with that <laughs> Yeah. All right. You want to tell us about the characters? 
Um, I was hoping you would because I can't pronounce things, but I'm going to do my very best and we'll see how it goes. So I can first, try. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I even listened to the audiobook and I still can't pronounce names. Okay. So I was gonna say, you're the one who listened to the audiobook. I know. Okay. <laughs> so we have um, Shen Yen, daughter of the moon goddess. Uh, she is a, she grew up on the moon with her mom and her, well, their servant, um, Pinger, and basically just read a lot. And I appreciate that. But basically, she just like devoured every single book in the library and just, well, not a bad existence, honestly. But she's our main character. She kicks some major booty and I love her. Um, we also have Prince Leeway, uh, who is the crown prince in the immortal realm. He is a, he's not even a scary teddy bear. He's just like the sweet, loving guy that just wants to learn and be a good ruler. And he sees the faults of his parents and how he wants to do better. And I appreciate that in him. Um, we have Captain Winzi. Winzi? Ooh. Captain Winji. There we go. Got it. Captain Winji, a renowned warrior of the immortal realm. He is like, uh, so if the women of the realm were like fangirls, this is the guy they all would have posters of in their bedroom. Okay. <laughs> that, like that's the vibe. Like everyone gives him. They're all like, ooh, it's Winji. And they like all get faint and giggly. And you're like, eh. But then you find out he's actually a pretty cool dude. So anyway. Emperor, who is Prince Leeway's father. Um, he is a hard figure who rules the immortal realm with an iron fist. Not nice, not nice guy. There's the Empress, uh, who is Prince Leeway's mother, a jealous ru ruler who does not like to be challenged, also not nice. So, together, I don't know how they made Leeway because they're both not nice people at all. Is it that like they had so much negative for both of them that it became a positive when they had a kid? I guess so. I don't know. But I was like. <laughs> um, we have um, Changi, which is um, Yang Zing's mother, the moon goddess who was trapped on the moon. And we have Pinier, which is um, Changi's only friend and servant on the moon who helps Yang Zing escape. So basically they left um, Changi on the moon all by herself, which is really sad. Those are the main characters. Any, any thoughts? Did I do a good job describing the main characters? No, I think that covers it pretty well. All right, guys. Well, we are going to take a little bitty break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our favorite characters and why we love them and our favorite scenes and our final ratings of the book. We'll see you in a moment. Talk to you in a minute, guys. This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. Welcome back. We are going to start with favorite characters. And remember, guys, this is all spoilers. If you have not read Daughter of the Moon Goddess, I'm telling you, stop listening right now and go read the book. You will thank me later. Uh, yeah, you'll thank me later. Okay, so let's start with our favorite characters. Would you like to go first or do you want me to? 
Well, my favorite characters are kind of short and sweet. So I really like um, Zingin. Obviously, one strong female lead character has a mission, going to accomplish it, going to kick butt, and nothing's going to stop her, including crabby emperors and crabby empress, em- empresses as well. And she also just has like, she, I would consider a scary teddy bear, like a quiet demeanor where she's going to cut you if you get in her way, but she's going to help you probably too, but do not get in her way or she's going to take you out and do not touch the people that she loves. She will also take you out for them too. Is she a scary teddy bear though? Cause a scary teddy bear is like physically imposing. That's true. She is not physically imposing. So what would she be then? If she's not a scary teddy bear, is she a mama bear? Mm, not really a bear. I don't know. One of those like characters who is easily underestimated, I guess. Okay. Okay. I can go with that. Like, oh, you're underestimating me, but I'm going to shank you kind of thing. <laughs> kind of terrifying a little bit. She is. I love her. I agree. She's one of my favorites too. I love her focus and her drive and just like man she never lets up when she is focused on something no she's like i'm gonna be the best and this is what i'm gonna do and she makes it happen and it's like geez that's kind of terrifying but also really cool Mm -hmm. she's a bulldog she uh perfect that's it she's a bulldog oh thank you i like when you call me perfect because i am fantastic protagonist yes (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) So I highly enjoy her as a main character. I thought she was just a great main character in general. Um, and I really like Leeway because he like only wants the best for his country. Um, strives, you know, he, he kind of gives me that. Uh, I don't know how to say it correctly. All I can, I, all I can think is like, like friends I know who have Asian parents, their parents push them to perfection. Um, and he, does that to himself as well he has that drive to be really awesome you know yeah and he is he's he's compassionate he's kind he's smart he's strong like he's he's going to be a really great ruler when he gets rid of his parents right (laughs) which he should do sooner than later i agree he's fantastic i love the kind heart that is backed up by the actual skill like because he's a very skilled warrior he's very skilled in like the fine courtly arts as well but he's got a really good heart and it's just like oh i just want you to be happy sir (laughs) Mm -hmm. he deserves to be happy he does he really does uh the other character i didn't like him at first It wasn't until the big reveal of his character that I started actually liking him. It's um, Wenzi. Oh, really? I was pissed about the big review. Really? Okay. So here's my thing. I knew that uh, Zingan and Liwei were endgame. I knew that. However, <laughs> when we got to the point where they were actually together, I'm like, I got bad vibes. This is too soon in the book things are going to happen they're not going to be together yet and i just was like waiting for the hammer to fall mm. and it did and then when's i or stepped in and i was like you know he's not end game and i don't like him very much and i don't know there's something fishy about him i don't like it and then it's revealed that he's actually 
the demon prince and i went there it is now i like him <laughs> because he was a bad guy and he served a purpose and like i enjoyed his character motivations and the fact that he had been playing um the like double agent kind of thing and like undercover it's an undercover agent not double agent but i love that he was doing the undercover agent thing and he was trying to like um knock his brother his abusive brother from being the crown prince and i thought that was really cool i thought he was a really cool character once it was once it was revealed who he actually was you're a lot nicer to me because i was kind of like like dang it no see i didn't want him i didn't want him was in so i was happy that he was the demon prince because i went yes now they'll never be together well you don't know that maybe they will no, they won't. Maybe they're so with endgame. Maybe you're just gonna suffer through more love triangleness. No, Leeway was endgame, period. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I liked him once I knew who he really was, because it just it worked so well in the story. I enjoyed him a lot. I always need a good villain. <laughs> All right, yeah. tell me who you didn't like. Pretty much that's like super duper easy and simple. It is the Emperor and the Empress were like the most awful characters ever. Oh, also, also, oh, um, the one governor from the sea that tried to kidnap the little kid prince. Like, what the uh-huh. man? Leave the little kid prince all alone. Like, I'm s i am I don't know what his name is. He does not matter, but I was like, <sighs> No, he was terrible. Don't don't touch the children. You know I mean? Yes. Do not never touch the children. That is a hard mm. rule. You yeah, know, mess with the kids. Mm-mm. Uh, but I agree. The emperor and the empress are just awful. <laughs> just absolutely awful. They weren't good at all, people. I was like, no, 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 no. We don't like you. And I think I dislike the empress more than the emperor, actually. Because, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the the emperor was like. Okay, um, the emperor to me was like a neutral evil, like, mm-hmm. like he was gonna do things for. I mean, he wasn't really a good ruler, but he was very focused on the wealth and sustainability of his country. Mm-hmm. But what's her name was like, or the empress was was definitely like true evil, like. Yeah. She's just gonna, she's just gonna f you up because she can. Well, because like the emperor has a facade to keep up, like a show, so that everybody keeps liking him and he doesn't get a revolt. But he's also a very like greedy and terrible person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the dragon pearls being the perfect example of that. And uh, so, like, the fact that he has to keep up that facade makes him not quite as bad because he's more likely to make a half-decent decision. <laughs> but the Empress is such a vindictive bee. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. I mean, she doesn't need to rule the kingdom. She's all self-serving. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, she's awful. She's absolutely awful. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's all I got. I mean, the villains were quite well done, so. Yes. I think that also made me like um, Wenzi more, too. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's a bad guy. He's the prince of the demon kingdom. But also, 
their main enemy is the emperor and the empress and we don't really like them either so yeah <laughs> it's kind of like... sometimes it's nice just to have villains that are good villains you know i know it's like just like you like when or when when yeah when g a lot and i'm like well i was more i mean honestly the emperor and empress are really good villains like they're it's nice to not that we should hate people i tell the kids this all the time but sometimes it's nice to have people you don't like mm-hmm. well and like the two big bads of going up against each other is like i don't have anyone to root for except the main character here so yeah all right what kind of scenes did you like okay so i really struggled narrowing down like stuff i really liked my favorite part of the book was just her and leeway in like the training together once she got established in that companion state with leeway going to the classes learning about like the um flora and how the different parts of the plant is used and you know like all of these things and i really like the scene where she's doing archery with him and she starts to really like come to her own like she's like it's really awesome at archery mm-hmm. and i don't know it's just it was like if you just took that part of the book it's just a cozy fantasy right there and i'm really vibing with cozy fantasy right now mm-hmm. i'm just like oh it's lyrical is okay the whole book is lyrical and beautifully written and i listened to the audiobook and it's one of those where i could easily go back to and listen um it's a long audiobook too like i feel like every i I think it's split into sections i can't remember but like you have her escape from the moon kingdom you have her learnings with leeway and then you have her joining the army and going on the army stuff and picking her missions and being the archer and then you have her um getting the pearls essentially to save her mom you know like she wants to get the lion's medallion and she's like release my mother okay well if you want your mom you have to do this and so you have that you know then she's got to go see save leeway and then she gets captured you know like all of these like snippets and snapshots and the best part she ends up back with her mom you know mm-hmm. and i love that so was that helpful <laughs> <laughs> it's like your favorite scene was the whole book yeah pretty much i had that issue too because like I I got to this section of our notes and I'm like, I love the whole book. That is not specific enough. (laughs) It's not, but it's so hard. Like, it's just... I think it's proof of how easily the story flows. That you don't immediately have scenes jump into your mind that stuck out. Because the whole Mm -hmm. story flowed so well within itself. And that's not to say there aren't scenes that stuck out to me once I stopped and thought about it, but like some books, there's like that one scene that just sticks in your head forever. And that's the scene Mm -hmm. you automatically think of. This book Mm -hmm. is more of a, I think of the entire, the story as an entirety rather than a scene that caught my attention. And that's good. I love that. Yeah. I think that's just proof of how well it's written. Well, I mean, this is going to go straight into why I think this book is a pure um, five-star book. You know, like... Mm -hmm. It's just good. It is just a good book. 
Well, I love that first meeting between uh, Z and, and Leeway. And I loved that whole watching them form a friendship and learning together. And all of that was just awesome. Oh, absolutely. And I appreciate that at first, the friendship really truly is a friendship. You know, it's not like, I must love you. I must get in your pants and make your babies. It was just like, I'm going to be your friend. And they're, and their relationship really grew from that foundation of a friendship. Okay, there is a scene I do love where she spends all that time composing that song on the flute and putting it into that shell to give to him. And then, like, when mm-hmm. she comes back and the servant's like, oh, yeah, you know, she talks to her friend. And he's like, yeah, he listens to that song all the time. And you're like, oh, oh, poor, poor buddy. You're so sad. Yeah. Well, and just... The progression of their relationship is wonderful because the first time they meet, there is not a single inkling of anything romantic whatsoever. And it's like, it's a very solid friendship for a long time as you're watching it progress. And it's not till like everything starts to implode that they really are like, hey, you know, I might have more feelings for you than just friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's really nice to see. Uh, I also loved the big reveal in the Demon Kingdom and the captain being the Demon Prince. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. You're right on that one. It was an amazing scene. I loved that reveal. It made me very happy. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I knew there was something fishy about you. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I knew something was fishy. I knew Leeway was endgame. So I knew. There had to be something wrong with the other love interest. Mm-hmm. And I was right. <laughs> I knew something was wrong with you. It was okay, way yeah. bigger than I expected it to be. Like, I was expecting, I don't know, some sort of, like, smaller, I've just decided I can't go to your home with you kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, nope. Uh, he's the demon prince. Cool. <laughs> That's even better. It happens to the best of us. And I thought her escape was really cool. Yeah. For Demon Kingdom, like, because I was sitting there going, I don't have any idea how she's going to get out of this. Like, is Leeway just going to come rescue her? Or what's, I don't, I literally had no idea how she was going to get out of that. Because it definitely seemed like an impossible setup. For her to escape from, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the end, I mean, it would have been it would have been an impossible setup if What's-His-Face hadn't tripped there at the finish line and given in. Yeah. Like, it was just his stupidity that really let her escape. <laughs> yeah. Well, things happen. These things happen. Their fault. Mm-hmm. And I loved mm-hmm. watching her face down the Emperor when she got the uh, special award and got. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. Lion's Medallion, I think it was. Or Phoenix Medallion or something. Yeah. and No, I thought, I thought it was a lion. But okay, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Semantics. Yeah. Um, she got that special award and she got to make a wish. And like, that was the pinnacle of everything she'd been working towards. And then she made her wish and revealed herself and the emperor was like, WTF, you realize I'm, I could just kill you right now, right? Mm-hmm. 
but that was a great time. Do you have any others you really liked? Well, I also loved when they're at the Eastern Empire and like they had to use the young princess bait and everything in the battle. One, it was a very exciting scene and I was on the edge of my seat kind of like, what's going to happen? Is he going to be okay? I mean, I was really concerned about the little guy, you know? I'm like, you better not hurt that little kid. I'm going to be so freaking pissed. And I actually hope they explore more of the Eastern Empire and the Eastern Empire's crown prince because I really liked him. Uh, He was a great side character. Can't remember his name. Doesn't matter really, but. He was a great side character. I liked him. Uh, I was a little concerned that there was going to be a love square happening. I'm like, is everybody going to vie for um, Zangin's position or um, affection, you know? Mm -hmm. It was like she was very close to becoming that whole girl that the guys are obsessed with like current day boys would be putting posters of her up in their rooms kind of thing mm-hmm. and i was like uh, i don't i don't really like this for the main character i don't like this for her Got a little dicey mm-hmm. but yeah otherwise I, it was so hard to narrow stuff down, but I just loved it. What about mm-hmm. um, least favorite scenes, Abby? What things were you like? Hmm. So when she and Leeway got together the first time, I did not like that. Yeah, well, one, she was engaged to another person. And I'm like, what? The ever-living crap. You're engaged to the Phoenix Princess. Be fair. To be fair. They got together before the Phoenix Princess engagement was official. I know, because he wanted to announce his engagement to her. I know. I know. Well, and I was sitting there like, one, this is too early in the book. This isn't going to go well. I get bad vibes. Two, like, there had been hints all around about this other woman and um, a possible engagement. And I'm like, he's the crown prince. He can't just be like, yeah, I want to marry this chick. That's that's not how these things work. Mm-hmm. Like royalty marries for alliances. That's always how it works in stories. So I was just like, I hated that they got together that soon because mm-hmm. she was so happy. And I'm like, girl, this ain't going to last. And you know it. And I know it. And then everything came crashing down and I was like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, told you, I told you what was going to happen. I told you and you didn't listen to me, even though you couldn't hear me. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is the, that was the only scene that I really didn't like because I was just like, bad vibes. This isn't going to end well. Nope. 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 <laughs> what about you? Um, For me, I was really, really irritated that Wings, uh, Wing Ji decided to kidnap uh, Zing Yin. I'm like, seriously, I'm like, you freaking jerk, taking the pearls, being the mysterious archer and be like, I'm going to not shoot you, but I might shoot you. But I want to go kill everybody else and like kidnapping Leeway. And I'm like, I'm like, why were you not honest with her in the beginning? She may have been more sympathetic with you if you had been honest. And he's like, I want to take you home to my family. Come marry me. Actually, I'm the dragon prince. I'm going to kidnap you. Like, I was so mad at him for, like, not... I feel like if he hadn't kidnapped her, if he had been open and truthful and honest, maybe she might have been more sympathetic and been like, yeah, I'm going to, like, help you. And I'm going to, like, you know, you're misunderstood. And I want to be your 
ally and your friend and i don't know i don't know i i agree i think if he had handled it differently and like told her sooner rather than kidnapping her that this definitely could have gone down a she turned into one of the villains kind of story mm-hmm. oh i mean that been okay too i would have been fine with that but yeah he did not handle that well at all <laughs> Anyway, so that, that, mm, yeah, mm, yeah. all right. So, final thoughts. Abby, this is a five, five star. It was beautiful. It was glorious. It was thoughtful. And this is her first book. And I'm so happy. And I can't wait to read the second one. And I hope that it's amazing. Ronnie said she just read this one. She just started the sequel. And I'm like, don't tell me anything, Ronnie. And she's like, I won't tell you anything. Do I ever tell you anything? I'm like, no. Also, I hate that Ronnie listened to all her books on like two times speed because I I can't do it. Like <laughs> I am, I am such a one speed, like one times speed, normal speed, because I just like to linger and enjoy, you know? I don't know how you do it. Okay. Uh, it's it's my audio processing. I I have that's why like during meetings I have to take notes um so I can like process what we talked about. So if I listen too quickly, I won't I won't be able to retain the information. That makes sense. So. I I usually do like 1.4 1.5. Uh it sometimes I get all the way up to do. It just depends on like the narrator. Because if the narrator has an accent that's hard, makes it harder for me to like process. Yeah, I have oh. to back it down to like one point three. Oh man, see when I don't want to finish a novel, or when I want to finish a novel because I need to know what happens, but I don't want to look it up, then I will speed up to one point three because I'm not going to pay attention to it as much, like House of Salt and Sorrow. Mm-hmm. So when I speed up, that's how you know I don't love you. I was listening to House of Salt and Sorrow on like two point zero speed. Yeah, just to finish it, right? Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's fair, though. Everybody processes audio differently. I'm not surprised that Ronnie listens normally twice the speed. That does not shock me at all. Peter, let me tell you. What about for you? Oh, five stars. This book was amazing. I can't wait to read the sequel. I'm so excited. But also... Now that you have, like, made me wait, I also want to put it off. Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm listening to um, Gallant by V.E. Swab right now with Kim as my audiobook. And for me, this is going to be an audiobook read, so I need to, like, get through my one with Kim first. I actually think I'm not going to do a whole bunch of ebooks this year. Um, I'm in a physical book mood and audiobook mood, and I'm trying to, like, and I've told you this before. If I'm going to get a book, I'm going to try to get it from the library as I just bought five books from Libro.fm. But there were $3 audiobooks mm-hmm. and there are books I wanted on my wish list. Like there's something wrong. Okay, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. But yeah, this book was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm shocked that it's a debut novel. Right? It's so good. Like, I... I usually give more leeway to debut novels because it's like the author's first time out in, you know, published land. And I I like to give them a little bit of leeway, especially if I see a lot of potential in like them and their writing style. 
What what if she's like our new Marissa Meyer? I mean, Marissa Meyer's debut novel was Cinder, and look how much we love Marissa. I know, Meyer. and then you get debuts that are like Cinder or like this one. They're just absolutely amazing, and it's like, okay, I guess you're just gonna be amazing forever. Cool, <laughs> right? I'm okay with that. Honestly, um, I look forward to whatever other books she puts out, and if they're all at this level. She might become one of my favorite authors. I love it. Also, I love books. I love books too. I bought The Galaxy and The Ground Within by Becky Chambers. Record a few of a of a spaceborne few by Becky Chambers. Those two are the three and four of Wayfarers. Bought Ray Bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it was $2.79 for Ray Bear. I was like, boop. Um, How High We Go in the Dark, which is a sci-fi novel that uh, has been circling around my wish list. Um, that was $3.49. Uh, I impulse bought Dragon Keeper by Robin Ha because it had the word dragon in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it was like 49 It was a $44, uh, $45 audiobook. And then I got Lovecraft um, Country for three forty nine because I love the TV show. Um, so I wouldn't listen to it. Okay. Have you read right there yet? No, that's why I bought it. You'll love it. It's amazing. I know. Mm-hmm. I know I will. That's why I bought it. I'm so excited for you. Also, I almost bought The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I own this book. And I'm like, oh, I'm stupid. Abby gave me this book. <laughs> <laughs> we both own that book we will both read that book that's right well my friend thank you so much for once again making me have a wonderful lunch break and a good discussion about books um we hope you guys if you haven't read this book and you made it through and you're like well shit i listened to all of these spoilers hey it's fine don't worry about it just go read the book it's so amazing this is like one of my did I, we mentioned this was like one of our top books that we read last year, right? Didn't we? I think so. I'm pretty sure we did. So like, you guys just got to go read it. We'll, we'll see you next time. All right. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or a review on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.